everyone. Welcome to So Good Sisterhood. I'm your host, Julie Mullins, and my husband Todd and I pastor Christ Fellowship Church together. The So Good Sisterhood is a podcast that is all about investing in every girl from every generation. It's this opportunity to have relevant conversations every single month about living intentionally, leading confidently, and loving generously. And hopefully, it will leave you saying, that was so good. Well, welcome back to the So Good Sisterhood podcast. I'm your host, Julie Mullins. And as always, I want to thank you for those of you who subscribe to the podcast, tune in faithfully and leave comments and share with your friends. I love the community that we're building here. And really, it's because of you that we're experiencing such great community. We want this to be a space where we can have a two-way conversation. And you're the ones that make that happen. So make sure that you go to the show notes because there's actually a place where you can share your story, your testimony there, and we cannot wait to hear from you. So I'm pretty excited about some of the stories that we're already hearing because I know so many of you, you have salvation stories, you have healing stories, you have stories about when God propelled you into your purpose, and your story matters. Like I said last time, your story is the key to your victory, and it could also cast vision for someone else about what God wants to do in them and through them. Well, today I'm very pumped because I have one of my favorite people on the planet, and she is one of our our favorite podcast guests. She's actually not a guest. She's family. I have Irene Rollins. She is a pastor. She's a teacher. She is an incredible um, communicator that you've been all around the world at this point. But most recently, you have become a best-selling author, and I'm so proud of you, so proud to be called your friend. You wrote a book called Reframe Your Shame, and it has really just taken the Christian world by storm and just opened up doors for just your for you to share your testimony to so many people who so desperately need what you have to say. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so honored to be here. This is my favorite audience <laughs> of all time. Yeah. The So Good family. I love it. Yeah, you are so much a part of all of it. I and so, it. I, I mean, we're just so excited to have you here with us. And our theme this entire season, it's really about the power of of testimony, the power of your God story. See, we really believe that there is just so much power that comes when we share what God is doing in our lives. And and when we when we share our story, um, that testimony is actually inspires other people's faith. And that word testimony, it actually comes from this ancient Hebrew word, and, and I think the word is adut. And and what that means is actually it means to return, to repeat to do it again. So when we hear a testimony, we are stirring up faith and we're celebrating what God's done in the past, but we're also celebrating what he wants to do in our future. And Irene shared her full story in season one, episode six, and it was titled A Fresh Start. Trauma is real, but resilience is so good. So if you want to hear her full story, make sure you go back and listen to that episode. But one of the most beautiful parts of your story, Irene, is um, is that not only did God do a great work in your life, but he also gave you the courage to share your story, a, a story that could have remained hidden, and you could have had every reason in the world to keep it hidden, but 
God gave you the courage to share your story. And so can you share just the SparkNotes version of your sure. testimony and, and what was it that gave you the courage to share it with others? Sure. So I started my drinking career <laughs> at 10 years old. Wow. And uh, little did I know at the time that I was uh, altering my brain uh, towards addiction. Um, I had been uh, had some abuse in my past. So I kind of rolled out the red carpet for addiction and didn't know anything about addiction. Mm-hmm. So I got into my met Jimmy, got married, uh, serving God in his church, loving life. I mean, mm-hmm. on the outside, it looked like I had it all together. Yeah. Dogs, you know, white picket fence, the whole nine. <laughs> Amazing kids. Yes, I love my kids. And um, I was in my early 30s when we introduced alcohol back into our life, something that, you know, is common in society. And, uh, you know, I just made all these rational excuses as to why it was okay for me to drink. Little did I know that it was not going to be beneficial to me because I had already laid out the uh, red carpet, for lack of a better word, for addiction because of the trauma in my past that was undealt with. My um, unhealthy coping was, uh, I had the propensity to go towards alcohol once I reintroduced it back. So coming home to a glass of wine um, after work turned into a bottle, turned into two bottles, and before you know it, in a six-year period of time while I'm leading the church, here I am in a full-blown dependency on alcohol and I'm abusing it at this at this point and uh, you know the way it showed up was uh, you know I was a functional alcoholic I guess you could say going to work every day on the outside you couldn't see that anything was wrong but on the inside I was dying a slow death mm-hmm. because alcoholism is a disease that cause it is a mental health issue right so I um, was depressed Um, had struggled with anxiety, again, PTSD that was undiagnosed, and my husband and I were arguing, fighting all the time, and no one knew, (laughs) because we hit it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I felt like I was going to take this problem I had to the grave. I had no intention of ever telling anyone. Mm. And Jimmy reached out for help. He's like, we have to get get you help or I'm out of here because I'm no longer gonna live or with this mm-hmm. abuse of alcohol and I'm not going to set our kids up right. uh, to be um, witnessing this. Mm-hmm. So I went to rehab and it was the best thing that ever happened to me because that's where I began to face the fact that I did have mental health issues, right. which was anxiety, depression. Mm-hmm. I did have trauma and um, PTSD and addiction had hijacked my right. brain. Mm-hmm. So I needed help. I couldn't stop on my own. Mm-hmm. And it was through that the healing power of Jesus and my time in therapy and rehab is really how I was reborn. Wow. And when I came back, I found a new normal in uh, doing life without alcohol, doing life without a crutch, without Mm -hmm. a coping mechanism that wasn't serving me well. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. Yeah, That that is so powerful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just have to say, like, to look at you today, like, this testimony is so strong. We said um, in the first episode that your testimony is called a theography, a God Mm. story. The story that God is writing on your life, even today. And the thing is, is that you were actually already a Christian Mm -hmm. when all of this was taking place. You were a 
pastor mm-hmm. of a church. And so I can't even imagine after you walked through these hardest, you know, the hardest parts of um, of your rehab experience coming back mm-hmm. um, to the church where 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 you were hiding for so many years. What was it that actually gave you the courage to to share that story? And when did you start sharing that story? Sure. Well, it started with my first time admitting mm. I had a problem. Right. Is that's when God's grace came in mm. and gave me the strength to walk out an honest um, uh, program of recovery. Mm. <laughs> it was on day 38 of rehab when wow. I finally admitted it and the whole place cheered and got up and said, you know, congratulations, because they're like, now that you've admitted it, now you can wor- actually work on getting free. Mm-hmm. And so um, when I was about two years, three months sober, Jimmy asked me, he had been asking me since I I got home from rehab to share my story. Right. And I was like, it's not time yet. It's not time yet. I right. held it close to my wow. heart. I did not feel led to make it public. At about two years in, I felt I had the credibility and I could deal with what might come. Because mm-hmm. in my head, I had a, a script that said, I'm going to be stoned <laughs> on the stage <laughs> when I get up there. <laughs> and, um, you know, if people mm-hmm. find out, you know, wow. and but it was quite the opposite. The wow. moment I shared my story, I did it with authority because I had the grace of God with me, the right. Holy Spirit behind me, pushing right. me. And I had done enough of the work right. behind the scenes mm-hmm. to give me the credibility to show the people uh, the way forward for mm-hmm. them. And that wow. God, what God did to free me and my family and heal my marriage, mm-hmm. he could do it for them too. Wow. If they were willing, yes, and it was mm-hmm. received with a resounding, um, just me too. <laughs> how, how did you do wow. it? Help me too. Mm-hmm. You mean we can talk about these wow. things out loud? Mm-hmm. And yes, and touching your pain is not going to kill wow. you. And so it was a remarkable experience being mm-hmm. received by our church. Our church grew. <laughs> because of Jimmy and I's vulnerability yeah. about our story at that point. That's amazing. So. That is so powerful. One of the one of the amazing things that came out of your journey and your story was the book I mentioned earlier, Reframe Your Shame, and we're going to link that book in the show notes, but um but I love how you have not only empowered people to break free from addiction, mm-hmm. but you are empowering people to break free from shame. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing to overcome the shame of your past, but it's another thing to begin to step into a new level of freedom where you're able to share your story and cast vision for other people to give them a vision for what, what could be that God, again, the power of testimony, he wants to do it again. Revelation twelve eleven says that, that they overcame mm-hmm. by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And so we know that there's a supernatural um, power power that is released mm-hmm. when we share our victory, when we share just the goodness of God, not anything in your own strength, but but everything about what God did, how he how he brought people in your life that wrote on the pages of your story, mm-hmm. how you know God used Jimmy, God used rehab, God used people that didn't even know him yeah. to help you on the journey. That is such a testimony. And that testimony, um, just the definition like is simply the written or spoken record of what God has done. And mm-hmm. I love it because Revelation 19.10 goes on to say that, um, that the testimony of Jesus is actually the spirit of prophecy. 
I love that passage because when we tell other people what God has done and we have a God message, that's what prophecy is, Mm -hmm. a message from God that could actually change someone's future. And I have actually seen this verse played out in your life and in your testimony because that was the first time the first time you shared it was on the platform of your home church Mm -hmm. wow i can't even imagine and then that was just the beginning right Mm -hmm. um and you 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 share now in many different places so when um i mean you probably thought at that time wow this is you know this is a testimony for my church and it's going to encourage them but but when did you start to sense that that sharing your story was going to be supernaturally significant in the lives of other people I believe it was six months into my sobriety. I was sitting in front of someone uh, at a dinner and mm-hmm. it was um, someone in ministry Wow and I felt the the push to share that mm-hmm. I had been in rehab and that I was in recovery and I did and this person began to confide in me because I went first mm-hmm. I went got vulnerable first she began to share her story of um, how she had been abusing mm-hmm. alcohol and wow. um, other pills and things of that nature and she confessed that to me mm-hmm. and asked for accountability and help and it, in that moment I was like wait a minute you mean to tell me me sharing inspired her to get honest? Wow. And she, I like to say that you don't have to hit rock bottom the way I did. Not everybody's story is as extreme mm. as mine. Come on. But the supernatural power mm-hmm. of God can That's come right. through mm-hmm. simply sharing of a story mm-hmm. because God came through that moment through me and That's right. my sharing my story. Mm-hmm. She said, uh-oh, I'm not going to do that. Come Let on. me stop mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. So every year it's been five over five years now we've been celebrating her sobriety. Wow. And it's a private thing mm-hmm. for her. Right. It's mm-hmm. not a public thing for right. anyone else to wow. know. I think mm-hmm. I might be the only one in the world who knows this mm-hmm. about wow. her. Wow, that's amazing. But mm-hmm. And the, I have many people, I've um, ha- had the beautiful opportunity of watching the supernatural power of God work through them mm-hmm. um, who have kept it private. Then there are others, like I was at um, lunch with another pastor girlfriend of mine, um, someone we both know that's mm-hmm. near and dear to our hearts, and we were at dinner and she just, we were celebrating my book release and she mm-hmm. talked to the waitress and said, hey, we're here celebrating my friend's book release. And the waitress just started opening up about her own story. Wow. And we she handed her her copy of the book. This woman messaged me on social media not too long later telling me she went to rehab. She got help. Come she on. knew Come I could on. smell it on her breath at the time. Wow. So it takes one to mm-hmm. know one. I could tell that there was something yep. that God wanted to do in that moment. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I love that my friend was open to listening to yeah. the Holy Spirit to say, hey, okay. my, my friend is open about her story. You want to hear it? And the um, this young lady took it in and it's changing the trajectory mm-hmm. of not just her life, but she has kids. So it's yeah. impacting her kids' yeah. lives. Mm-hmm. I honestly believe that this supernatural thing that you're talking about looks like saving lives. Storytelling absolutely. Saves, saves lives. lives. Saves, absolutely. I mean, there's so much you just said there. Like, first of all, that again, the testimony of Jesus is mm-hmm. the spirit of prophecy that, that it can actually change someone's future. That you brought a message from God to that that server at the restaurant and is changing her children's future. And mm-hmm. that is so powerful. I I just really want to encourage our listeners, this is not 
just about Irene's story. I mean, God is writing a story on your life. And yes, Irene, you know, you get to share on platforms now, you know, at, at Celebrate Recovery. You want to give a shout out to our Celebrate yes, Recovery Celebrate people. Recovery. Come on. Anybody with hurts, hangups, yep. habits. Mm-hmm. This yep. is where we do the work. All right. <laughs> and you, you do it on a platform, you know, um, and God's used that. But the, some of the most powerful prophetic moments mm-hmm. have happened in it one-on-one encounters, yeah. sitting across the table from each other. Mm-hmm. And that's the power of testimony. You don't have to preach on a platform. If you know how to have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, you can testify. That's and right. there's so much power mm-hmm. in your story. That, But you're, the, the power of your story, the power of a testimony is not released until it is shared, right? Mm-hmm. And and I love that. But another thing you said was that you do not have to hit rock bottom to experience to experience the power and the presence of God. I think that's a word for someone. Mm-hmm. I just really, when you said that, yeah. I just sensed in my heart that that is actually a word that you do not have to hit rock bottom, that the power of testimony is mm-hmm. this, that God has a better hope, a better future yes. for you, that you that, that you are going to overcome, right? You're going to overcome the battle mm-hmm. that you're in, not because you were taken down and beaten up. Mm-hmm. You're going to overcome because of the word of a testimony that you are hearing today or mm-hmm. you might hear in the days to come. And that's so, right. and that's that's an encouragement for us to share our stories, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whenever God, God stirs our heart to do that. But that was so beautiful yeah. and so much in that there's mm-hmm. so much power and the presence of god is is in those moments when we mm-hmm. when we when we don't shrink back and yes. we testify and which you is know amazing. if i could add here just even the people along my journey yeah when i took a moment in my recovery and when i you know get quiet in the morning with god and just um thank him mm-hmm. for the journey yeah i think about all of the people who shared wow. their story with me along the way and gave me hope wow, that so i could good. recover yeah so that that is my prayer yeah in sharing my story it's i love it you know mm-hmm. there's a cost mm-hmm. to overcoming the shame in such a public wow. way mm-hmm. um, but the reward is so much better mm-hmm. um, to hear all of the people who are like i don't have to live mm-hmm. in this Toxic yes, that's right. shame. That's right. I don't have to hide from yeah. God and others. Mm-hmm. I can be open and vulnerable mm-hmm. about my humanity yeah. and that's my brokenness right. and right. go to the feet of my Savior. Mm-hmm. That's so good. That's that is the power of testimony. And it's so beautiful because when I think about um when I think about again the the friend that was sitting across the table from you and I you know, again, she hadn't hit rock bottom yet, but like the strength that mm-hmm. that that was actually imparted because of your testimony mm-hmm. was that yes you can do this and yes god has a bigger better future for you than you could ever hope dream or imagine right. and the the privilege we have to write god's word of prophecy mm-hmm. on the lives of of those around us you know our sons our daughters our friends a server in the restaurant to keep a word of testimony on our tongue mm-hmm. at all times it is it's so powerful and i think i just i'm so passionate that's why this whole season's about yes. this because i'm so passionate about this because mm-hmm. there is a supernatural power that is going to be released for your victory mm-hmm. and it's going to cast vision for other people as Absolutely. we share it so um but what would you say you know because you're it's a pretty dramatic story, right? Yeah. Um, but what would you say to someone that might be listening right now and um, and they don't think that they have 
a God story. Mm-hmm. They don't think it's it's a, a big enough testimony, or maybe they're in fear to share their story mm-hmm. um, because of the shame. What would you say to them? I would s- just encourage you to consider that the Lord has called all women, all mm-hmm. of us, to go and tell. Right. Go and tell of the gospel mm-hmm. of Jesus, right? And he has entrusted a specific type of suffering That's to right. each of us. Mm-hmm. All of us right. have been through something mm-hmm. that can help someone else. Right. And it doesn't just have to be something traumatic and bad. Mm-hmm. It can be how we parent, That's right. how we're getting through so marriage, good. how we cook. I took a young lady grocery shopping a few weeks ago. <laughs> She's never been taught how to grocery wow. shop. It's basic things that's sharing mm-hmm. life sharing you know while we're walking through the aisles mm-hmm. we're sharing stories of our upbringing and how our love it. how it shaped who mm-hmm. we are today so i just want to encourage you not to take for granted mm-hmm. the cup that you have had to drink from for lack of a better word and um god has entrusted you with a particular yeah. type of suffering it could be loneliness it could be you're, you're single mm-hmm. but you want to be married and you want to encourage god will give you something to encourage another young person or person who's um, been single and uh, in that waiting yep. period mm-hmm. um, it could be uh, recovering from infidelity it could be um you know someone who hasn't been able to have children in the time that they would frame that they would like yeah. Yeah. All of us have mm-hmm. been through something that yes. we can share. Yes. All of it matters. Yes. All of us have a story. And we can glean from each other's stories. Even if it's not that specific situation, mm-hmm. we see hope. We see the hand of God. And mm-hmm. when we see that in people's lives, it it again goes back to the the Hebrew wor- root word that yeah. that is we're gonna, you know, we're gonna repeat it. He's gonna do it again. I love that. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the big things, you know, it's not rehab, but it's your everyday life. And in our everyday everyday life there is this beautiful story that's unfolding and and it impacts the lives around us and i think it's important that when we're when we're talking about our testimony that we talk a little bit about the people that are closest to us mm-hmm. that there's a testimony that we carry um, to those that are closest to us in our family there's that we share the god story in our family and they're they're a part of this testimony i know that your kids you know have been such a beautiful part of your testimony um, i'd love for you to share a little bit about sure. that one of the things i've been praying about since I came home from rehab was mm. are my children going to be ashamed of me? Wow. Are they going to feel shame about my addiction? Um, what is this going to play out like with my siblings and our family as a whole when I'm the first person to go public with it? Um, and I have been privileged to watch my children come along the journey with me Mm. um, happily because they see the power, the supernatural power of God and grace of God at work in their mom. So in overcoming shame for me was um, really bringing my kids into this vulnerable space wow. with me mm-hmm. where they were able to receive healing. And now, you know, I'm seven years into my uh, recovery and mm-hmm. my children are now hearing from God right. for themselves mm-hmm. that, hey, I mom, mm-hmm. this is something that's in our family. Yeah. I probably shouldn't touch this. <laughs> you know, alcohol is probably not beneficial for me to right. them now hearing from God about helping other young mm-hmm. people whose parents are struggling in addiction. I love it. Because mm-hmm. they go to youth group, they go to young adults, that's right. and mm-hmm. they hear all of the the, the drama yeah. going on mm-hmm. amongst their peers. And I love how now that has transitioned into them wanting to help other yeah. people. Yeah, that so. that is so powerful. Again, 
God's going to do it again yeah. and again and again. And I also love because I've I've been able to see your kids and up close and personal and I love um, the way that you have been vulnerable but you did not you did not depend on them for your recovery right mm-hmm. they you depended on God you depended on those that had gone before you and what they gleaned from that was they realized that that you weren't perfect mm-hmm. but they've also seen the perfection of God worked out yes. in your life and so you've you've kept them in the story mm-hmm. um, as it's been appropriate but you didn't bring them into those really broken places yes. um, in at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. It was as as you were healing that you brought them into the mm-hmm. story and they have been such an important part of it. And again, I love the theography of your life that's being written. I think as long as we're alive mm-hmm. that we can sing and, and speak of the goodness of our that's God, right. that he wants to write good things mm-hmm. on our story, on the on the lives of our kids, on the lives of our our family, and it's part of a greater story mm-hmm. that he's writing. And so this has just been so powerful. We're gonna link Irene's book in the show notes, and um, make sure that you check out the link where we give you the resource and instructions on how you can share your story. And and Irene, I do want to thank you for sharing so vulnerably today. I know that it's gonna give somebody mm-hmm. the power to be able to share their story. Mm-hmm. It's gonna give them vision for what God has for them. And that's what testimony does. And for those of you who are listening, we cannot wait to hear your story. And we cannot wait to share your stories because we know that it is going to release something supernatural in your life, in the lives of those who hear it, and in the lives of our sisterhood for the days to come. So don't forget to check out the link in the show notes. And there's a place there where we give you instructions on how you can share your story. And we're already getting some of your amazing testimonies. And I want you to hear this very powerful testimony. Let's listen together. My name is Fariel Sanchez and I attend Christ Fellowship Palm Beach Gardens. I was born with a rare genetic condition called aniridia. People with aniridia are born without irises. Since my eyes are unable to regulate the amount of light entering, the world around me that I experience is much brighter and more blurry than most people see. Because of that, throughout my life, I've had many challenges that I've had to overcome. I've always questioned why God, why me, and that led to a lot of anxiety and depression. But one particular Sunday during worship, I was asking God in prayer again, why me? Please show me what what's the purpose and meaning behind having aniridia. And what I felt God speak to me was, I wanted you to see life through a different lens. And I knew this was God speaking to me because he said so much in so few words. In that moment, God's response set me free and gave me peace because everything made sense all of a sudden. And I understood what he meant that my spiritual sight is worth so much more than my physical sight ever could be. And if it weren't for aniridia, I don't know the kind of person that I would have been or if I would have found Christ. Looking back, I realize why God chose this for me. The enemy thought that he could use aniridia as a way to break me, but God used that very thing to make me. 
That was so good. And I can't wait to hear more of your stories. So keep those stories coming. We cannot wait to hear from you because we know that when you share your story, it is going to stir your faith and give others the courage to share theirs. We love you, sisterhood. Can't wait to connect with you next time on the So Good Sisterhood podcast. We're so glad you joined us today for the So Good Sisterhood podcast. For additional resources and show notes from today's episode, check out our website, SoGoodSisterhood.com. Remember, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, but He's always doing a new thing. What step are you going to take today so you don't miss out on it? If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend or just leave us a comment. We hope today's episode leaves you feeling so good.